live from Los Angeles, it's the at-home edition of the Life Changing Show. guest, Taekwondo health professional and author, Melanie Gibson. Musical guest, four. I am Mark Lazur, and now, our host, the MC, the master of change. I am excited about tonight's show for many reasons, uh, because we're having a conversation, we're continuing a conversation that we've had here on the Life Changes show several times, and especially in this month, with May being Mental Health Awareness Month. Uh, May is also no, is also na- uh, National Physical Fitness and Sports Month. So our guest is perfect because she's going to address both sides of this. Uh, and I'm excited because the way she's talking about this, she has uh, what she calls a, a, a funny way. She has a, a very serious way. She has a very real way. And 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 this and what I got is she has a very strong way, and I think there is is something right now uh, that I am sensing. I'm I'm reading about. I'm 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 hearing about. I'm having more confer- uh, conversations about. Not I think I know, and especially with so many of us having had to. Well, maybe all of us stay at home. Uh, during this extended period of time. Uh, some people have been okay with that. Some people not okay with that. Uh, some people don't know how to assimilate back. Some people never felt like they were assimilated to begin with. There, there's going to be such a need for real conversations around real topics of mental health. And, and, and also what I like about this is that we're bringing in uh, a conversation on a tool, a tool that we have access to. In this case, it might be Taekwondo in, in our particular guest's uh, case. Uh, however, it's, it's physical fitness, it's sports, and it's something that some of us experienced as kids. It's something that that some of us really enjoy and maybe something that some of us want to look into our own form of sports and how we might be able to have it support us, not only with mental health, but so many other things. And maybe even in mental health when we haven't even thought about it that way, because this is part of the conversation and such an important conversation. So I can't wait to have our guest on, Melanie Gibson. And our musical guests, who have a very interesting tie-in and, of course, great music with Forged, all on the Life Changes Show at Home Edition, right after this. Have you felt inspired to meditate but you just can't? Do you suffer from anxiety but fidget toys just make you more fidgety? Want to replace negative self-talk in your head that keeps bringing you down? Introducing the latest self-help solution, Five Beads. Transformational beaded jewelry inspired by ancient wisdom, science, math, and psychology. All five beads are designed to incorporate the powerful Fibonacci sequence, nature's mathematical formula that has shaped our existence from the beginning of time. 
The Fibonacci sequence, also known as the golden mean or the golden ratio, is recognized by our conscious and unconscious mind and resonates as order out of chaos like we see in plants, flowers, seashells, ocean waves, the pyramids, and in our own body. Not only beautiful, they feel good to wear. Phi beads can help anchor tranquility, positivity, focus, and structure in your life by doing the Phi meditation. Phi meditation helps you harness the power of I am for intention, affirmation, and manifestation. Affirm the life you want. Get your set of Phi beads at phibeads.com. That's Phi, P-H-I, beads.com. You are listening to The Life Changes Show, live from Vortex Dome, L.A., on the BBS Radio Network, with your host, the master of change, Filippo Voltaggio. You can hear tonight's show and all our past shows on our archive page at lifechangesshow.com, which include luminaries such as comedian Michael Collier, actress Gabriella Wright, performing artist James Hood, and author Ken Honda. Email your comments and questions to info at lifechangesnetwork.com, or AskDorothy at LifeChangesShow.com. You can also comment via Twitter at LifeChangesShow and Facebook at The Life Changes Show. Okay, we've titled this episode of the show inspired by our guest, Axe Kicking Your Way to Mental Health, because our guest is a Taekwondo second-degree black belt, She's a health professional, and she's the author of Kicking and Screaming, a memoir of madness and martial arts. We welcome Melanie Gibson to the Life Changes Show. Welcome, Melanie. Hello. Thank you so much for having me on the show. Did, did you make May both uh, mental health awareness and physical uh, uh, sports um a sports month or I mean, how did this come together? I've never heard of this. I'd like to take credit for it, but I think that was before my time. I know Mental Health Awareness Month has been around since about 1949. I'm not sure about the other, though. Wow. 1949. You, you know, this is really interesting because a lot of people don't even know that uh, there is a Mental Health Awareness Month and obviously why it's even more important. And a lot of people don't even address or give uh, um, give a lot of, of, of airtime, so to speak, in their lives to mental health. And, and it's been, this month has been around since 1949. Yeah, and I think we, we need it more than ever. We've all been through a rough year. So, you know, it's interesting because one of the questions I was going to ask you is you talk about hiding in plain sight with mental illness. And so I, 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 I know you're going to elaborate on that for us. But and afterwards, could you talk about that, how some of us have been home and uh, has that exacerbated that situation or made it better for some you know, I, I don't have hard statistics on on that of how the pandemic has either calmed some of it or exacerbated it. But I know the latest one is one in five U.S. adults has some kind of mental health condition. So mental health conditions are very normal. They're very common, but they're often not talked about. And it, it's a stigma that's been around for the long time. Uh, we, we talk about our physical health. It's kind of ironic that physical fitness is also uh, part of the awareness of this month. But we don't talk a lot about our mental health. Now, just anecdotally, what I've seen of uh, what I've been reading about the pandemic is for some people, it's been a chance to renew and refresh. And for others, 
unfortunately, it has either triggered some old uh, issues that they had or maybe mm. started some some new challenges that they're having mm. with their mental health. Mm. And so in, in your case, so because I because I'm thinking hiding behind a computer or Zoom in a sense uh, or staying at home and working from home even is different from being in an office um, and and yet even in an office, one can hide. What, what does it mean to hide in plain sight with mental illness? Oh, I've been very good at hiding in plain sight with mental illness. I've done it for most of my life. I think it's when we are just trying to survive. We, we feel like we can't tell people that we have a problem because people will perceive it as a sign of weakness, which it is not. But mm. we're afraid for the sake of our job or our family. And as we're trying to survive, we use that as a defense mechanism and say, no, I'm, I'm fine. It's fine. Everything's fine. I, I'm doing just fine. I, I can do my job. I do what I need to to survive. And and we just get used to and we get positive feedback for it. Hey, you're doing a great job. Oh, you look like you have it together. And so we just keep up that front and keep operating that way. But in the long term, it does more damage and we may suffer more because of that or our new problems may crop up because we don't get the help that we need. So do some people become overachievers? Is that part of hiding? It can be part of it. And I will say from personal experience, that's what I've done, too. And that can be a little insidious because I've convinced myself that, hey, look, I've gone to school. I've gotten a job. I've, I've gotten a second degree black belt in Taekwondo. Those are all great things, aren't they? And I, But I've let things slide. And I, I think other people have had similar situations where they hide behind achievements and accomplishments, which aren't necessarily a bad thing. Um, but anything taken to an extreme can be can be damaging. And if you keep hiding behind those accomplishments, you never take care of what's going on, on on the inside. So you keep chasing this external validation. And and while those things are great things to have, I'm not saying don't chase your goals and your dreams. You need to take care of what's happening with you internally too. You know, I as I was perusing some of the situations, or I don't know how to call them, some of the some of the incidences that that you bring up in your book and in your story, and, and I I think back on how some of them, like like we might not have had good role models for for relationships or something. You know what I mean? So it 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 just all compounds the older we get and the more we more happens in our life, right? Oh, yeah, I think so. And even if you have a, a fairly happy childhood, you may have some bad experiences later on, or you may get in certain patterns and habits of thinking that, um, yeah, yeah, like you said, you just kind of dig that hole digger and deeper. So is, I, I, I'm trying to, because uh, you, you're so open about your story and you're so strong uh, with, with um, your conviction in in how you share it, uh, so I I, I kind of want to let uh, more people say, oh, I can relate to that. I can relate to that, and 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 yet at this yet at the same time, there's still in your life, uh, you know, how is this person going to react, right? 
Yeah, and I know we were talking earlier about how this is twofold as a as a coming out story about mental health because I am really frank about what's happened to me in the book. I've had uh, depression, bipolar disorder, anxiety disorder, and an eating disorder, and I'm very honest about that in the book. But it's one thing to write a book; mm. it's another to have it published and to publicize it and to talk about it in things like a live radio show or a live television show or uh, writing articles about it. I've just now, I think just uh, two days ago, wrote something on LinkedIn, the the professional networking site, about my book because even I have my own bias and stigma and I've even been too hesitant to talk about my mental health in the workplace. So going through this process has shown me where um, I've, I've been holding back about being authentic and where I may have my own bias and stigma about mental health because it can go that deep. You know, when you said one in five people, I thought to myself, this is of of what we know because there are people that 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 wouldn't approach the subject or wouldn't even write it down on a survey or something. So it could actually be more. So it's almost like everywhere. You're right. It, the numbers could be higher. Um. So, in, in a sense, I, I I guess I'm just trying to gather strength from you know you're you're the you're the one. If you're coming out and and saying it, writing it on LinkedIn and sharing like you're sharing here in your book and and live on on the show, then then you're the one with the strength. Like you're you're more sane than and like if we can flip that the script. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, thank you. And I, it does give you a sense of relief. Being more authentic takes that weight off your shoulders because I'm one of those people that has hidden behind a facade of perfection and achievements and accomplishments. And that is exhausting. It's hard to keep that up. And that's one of the messages I want to have with, with for uh, people reading my book is that one, they're, they're not alone in this situation. And then two, it does feel freeing to let go of whatever you're hiding behind and be more true to who you are. Wow. Well, uh, we're talking about the book Kicking and Screaming, a memoir of madness and martial arts. And and we're going to get more into it. But because of what you just said, uh, it's a perfect time, I think, to ask, since you have been such an achiever in anyone's life, and especially those who achieve more, there seem to be those moments of setbacks and plateaus, which are harder for achievers, I think. But how how do we deal with those, especially considering everything you've said up until now? Those are hard to deal with. And I think I'm a still recovering perfectionist. And even practicing my martial art, practicing Taekwondo, I, I had plenty of setbacks and plateaus. And, and doing something like a sport or a hobby is a great way to learn how to tolerate that because it's a safe place to fail. And you you learn how to be more tolerant of yourself not being perfect. You get feedback from people who care about you. And you learn how to be more patient with yourself. And I'll say I'm, I'm still a work in progress. I'm still learning how to do that. But for me, for practicing my martial art, that was a good way to learn how to, to fail sometimes and how to deal with maybe making progress a little slower than I'd hoped. What was your first introduction to Taekwondo? I started training when I was a child. I grew up in Snyder, which is a town in rural West Texas. 
And I have a very distinct memory of telling my parents that I wanted to learn karate. I don't know why. Maybe I'd seen the karate kid. This was around 1989 or 1990. <laughs> and there wasn't a karate school. And my parents weren't about to drive me 90 miles to Lubbock or Abilene to train. So there happened to be a taekwondo school in town. It was run by a very nice married couple. And one night we went to watch a class and I, I just fell in love with it. The excitement, the movement, the discipline, and I loved all of it. And so as a family, my parents and brother and I, we trained Taekwondo for a couple of years and, and it was nice. It gave me something to do. Uh, it was a great sense of community. And then when I was around 12, just a couple of things happened in our life that we, we stopped going and I, I stopped going for about 22 years. Mm. Mm. Took a little break. <laughs> Took a little bit of a break, a tiny break. Uh, what made you think about like was there a connection with i have to do this or what was what was the spark that got you back it was funny because it wasn't a huge compelling reason to go back it had been in the back of my mind every once in a while it was something i looked back on fondly and thought oh that was fun maybe i'll pick it up again but when i decided to go back i was at an emotional rock bottom I was already getting treatment for my mental health problems. I was seeing a therapist and a psychiatrist, and, and that was a good thing because um, I, I went for a long time without getting help, and I don't recommend that. So but they got me to a decent baseline point where I wasn't a, a danger to myself or anything, but I was still pretty unhappy. I was still making bad choices. I was still blaming the world for my unhappiness. I wasn't taking responsibility for anything. And finally, I just got sick and tired of feeling sick and tired. I was tired yeah. of feeling sorry for myself, tired of being angry. And I thought, okay, I've got to get out of the house and do something. I'll do Taekwondo. And so this was the funny thing, and I think this was the spark, like you said, that uh, that really got me back into it, is that I discovered that my childhood instructors in Snyder reported up to a grandmaster in Fort Worth, Texas, which is where I live. And I remember him. He used to come to our tests and our tournament. He would uh, glare at us and, and intimidate us, and, and, <laughs> and uh, but he was a nice guy. Um, and and uh, so he operated his school in the city where I lived, and I never knew that when I was a kid. I never paid attention, so I thought, okay, that's a fate thing. I, I've got to do this. And I got into it, and it was exciting, and, and pretty quickly I realized that this is just what I need. This is the fresh start that I need, uh, kick in the pants, so to speak, to get my mental health back on track, to, to give me something positive and fun to focus on. As, as, so that that's an interesting, quote-unquote, coincidence that you you entered the right thing at the right time, and, and it's kind of like a nod to, yep, you're you're on it. Oh yeah, I, I I couldn't have planned that better. Um, and and then you went on to achieve uh, many things there too. Uh, and uh, now you are a second degree black belt. Uh, just tell us about the excitement of that. Well. I like to to remind my students and myself that you, you want to focus on the journey, too, and not just the destination. So getting a black belt or even getting a higher level in, in your color belt, a green belt, is exciting. Um, but the process of getting there is, is fun, too, because you're learning something new at every level. You are building a comprehensive toolbox of skills. You're getting to know your instructors and fellow students. So that's an exciting thing. And, and getting to black belt is a pretty exciting thing, and, and I think that's true for probably any martial art. 
Um, the, the fun thing about Taekwondo and, and with other some other martial arts too is that black belt is another beginning. You're you're kind of at the start again when you're a first degree black belt is that you've gotten the basics out of the way, but that de- doesn't mean that you are at the pinnacle of your training. It doesn't mean your training stops. It doesn't mean that you're the best expert in the world. It just means that you have a pretty good grasp of the foundation and now it's time to really kick it up a notch. Uh, you learn how to teach and coach and you learn how to refine your technique. So black belt is really where it really started to begin for me. So it's exciting. Mm. It's exciting to keep training. Mm. You know, uh, so in the promo for the book, you talk about, uh, or it's talked about as funny and frank. Uh, and then even in the praise that you've gotten, uh, like, uh, Kirkus reviews said an inspirational, sharp and disarmingly, humorous account um what what how how did you find the humor while you were making the the the, writing the book that just came naturally to me i i like to think that i'm funny i'm glad kirkus thinks i'm funny too Uh, i hope (laughs) other people think i'm funny um but that came naturally to me and that's just just my style i always like to have a little bit of of sense of humor and things i always like to have a, a joke about things and and i talk about some really serious things in the book i talk about having suicidal thoughts i talk about um, self-harm and, and yeah, disordered eating and all kinds of really dark things. But I think you can come at it with a sense of humor. And that's the tone that I adopted for the book. Um, there are plenty of other serious books about mental illness out there, and they're wonderfully written. And there's enough of them. I think there's a place for something a little more lighthearted and fun and funny. And and that's how I, I dealt in real life, so to speak, with a lot of my mental health in, uh, issues is that I found a way to laugh at it. And that's what got me through my darkest moments was finding something to smile about. You know how we say it, it takes one to know one. And uh, sometimes it's very true. And I just wonder, as you go on about your life and you encounter people and people in some high positions and people in, in, you know, everyday life kind of thing. And you encounter somebody that you say, oh my gosh, they're, I think they've got this going on like I did or something. Um, It's kind of a two part question on, on the one hand, um, you know, what, what do you do? Like, what can you do or what should you do? Um, Okay. Three part question. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, you may have to remind me of the other parts, but I think what I heard you saying is, um, if you sense that someone is struggling, what should you do? Yeah, that's that's good. Yeah, so I think you don't want to you don't want to assume you don't want to assume that somebody has a mental health condition just because you know they're anxious about something or they're depressed or they're in a, a you know a mood you haven't seen them in before. That doesn't necessarily mean anything. So I think just coming at them with compassion. And asking open-ended questions is the best way to start. Um, as much as we'd like to help, unless unless you are a, a board-certified psychiatrist or a therapist, you need to be careful with things like diagnosing somebody. But you can always be compassionate towards somebody, and you can always listen. You can be empathetic and say, hey, it looks like uh, you may be going through a rough time. Do you want to talk about it? 
or if somebody is saying how they feel, you know, I'm really worried about this, instead of discounting it and saying, hey, that's not a big deal, instead of invalidating their feelings, say, well, well, tell me more about it. What are you feeling right now? Mm. And just be open. Mm. And you never know how somebody could open up. Um, you never, the, the conversation could go off in many different directions, but just being open and empathetic and willing to listen without judgment is a way to show somebody that it's safe for them to talk to you. Is there a time that, that you, that someone did that to you or that you thought someone was going to, and then they didn't kind of thing? Um, the, the second part hasn't happened, but the first part has, and it's, it's happened with people I've known for a long time. And so it's kind of surprising when they open up and tell you something that you didn't know about them before. Mm. Mm. And, and it helps have a conversation, right? I think it does. And I, I, I guess I can be flattered that we got to a point where they trusted me enough with the information they were sharing. You know, so this sounds like really good advice uh, on how to deal, uh, help, support somebody else. Um, how how do you have that conversation with yourself? Like, Ooh, because it's, it's very easy to give advice and be objective to other people, but it's really hard to do that with ourselves. Mm. And I guess I could go back on the advice I just gave in being open and listening to yourself without judgment, because we can often get upset with ourselves for being upset. You cry mm. or you get worried and then you get mad at yourself and say, oh, you're such a crybaby or, oh, you're such a worry wart. And then you start saying that you're a bad person for having feelings. Mm -hmm. Well, that, that defeats the purpose and it just makes you feel worse. Mm. So I think I could take my own advice and say, okay, Melanie, what, what, what's going on right now? What are you feeling? What could be the reason behind this? Let's, let's slow down and, and think about it and talk it through. Mm. Mm. And sometimes it sounds like, some kind of kicking and screaming is good too. And so you have, you have found that in Taekwondo and it, it, it just seems like that or some kind of sports activity, like taking it to letting our body experience some of that in a, in a healthy, positive way. Right. Oh yeah. And that takes us back to that, that blend of May being mental health awareness month and physical fitness month yes. is that moving your body, whether it's dancing or, or playing football or, or doing a martial art is, is so good for you. And, and walking, whatever it is, whatever your, your body is capable of doing is that it, it does, it has all those wonderful chemical reactions. It gets endorphins going. It, it's good for your heart and your lungs and your organs. And it also serves as a great distraction. That's one of the things I loved about Taekwondo is I might have had a rough day at work or maybe some relationship troubles, but I could go onto the mat and train with my instructors and my classmates and forget about all my troubles for a little while, just moving my body and being so entirely focused and present. Um, that's a great thing that martial arts can do for us and, and other sports and, and other ways to move, too. You know, interesting. I I don't know enough about taekwondo, but it, it is in one of the premises that that you know we don't we don't use aggression unless we have to, kind of thing. 
Yes, that's true. And and Taekwondo is is similar to karate. I hope the karate people don't get mad at me. But Taekwondo is a Korean martial art and it uses striking. So uh, blocking and kicks and punches. So it kind of looks similar to karate. And the philosophy is very similar in a lot of martial arts is that, no, you don't want to be the aggressor. A lot of it is is self-defense. Now, we have plenty of fun fighting with each other, but a martial artist is probably the last person who's going to go out and pick a fight in a bar. Mm. Um, it's just not it's just not our way of doing things. We, we always want to kind of de-escalate the situation if we can. Well, talk about using a tool in, in such a positive way uh, uh, to have the ability to, to go out and have some fun with it. You have you. But you have the fun. I'm not taking you have the fun fighting with each other, as you say. Um, what uh, what other thing can we expect from the book that uh, we might not expect from this kind of a mental health which uh, book, which is already different uh, the way you share and the funny aspects? Uh, so kicking and screaming, what else can we expect from the book? I think it's a pretty good human interest story. And I've, I've heard this from people who are not martial artists. And, and that's some of my favorite feedback that I've gotten is that while I do go into a lot of detail of Taekwondo and, and so the martial artists will be entertained by it, um, it, it, they won't be overwhelmed or bored by it because I've heard people say, hey, I've, I've been through similar situations of of having eating disorders or um, uh, bad relationships and things like that. So they could connect as a, as a person. And, and that's what I like about a memoir is that it could be about a very specific topic, like baking a cake or counting or climbing Mount Everest. And maybe you have no interest in doing that in real life, but it takes you into the story because you can find some common ground with the author. So um, in terms of being a good human interest story, I think it does that. But then also, like you said, it's it's a little different in that it talks about Taekwondo and martial arts. We don't see a lot of memoirs about that. And then also from the, the difference in the mental health aspect is that you just see a quote unquote normal looking person living her life. Mm-hmm. And I think that will resonate with a lot of people because uh, even some of the people who came back to me and said, hey, I connected with this. I would have never known that they'd mm. had some of the problems they suffered through. Mm. So I, I want to let people know that they're not alone, that that I see you and I hear you. And, and we're, we've all been going through something. And if I can entertain somebody for a little while, if I can give them some hope, then I've done my job. Well, uh, we're going to get to talk a little bit more with uh, Melanie Gibson when we come back. But if you're enjoying what you're hearing, of course, there's the book and there's also life lessons from a Taekwondo diva and master in the making. And that's uh, Melanie Gibson's blog at littleblackbelt.com, littleblackbelt.com. And you can learn more about her there and also read uh, what she's been writing as far as blogs are concerned, and the book is available there as well. We'll be right back uh, more with Melanie. And in our next segment, we're going to have our Ask Dorothy question. And after that, we have musical duo Forged on the show here on the Life Changes show right after this. The Little Dog That Could is the fantastically true story of a man and a little dog that came into his life as his mentor to help him understand the world beyond his human senses and to experience life, love, and healing beyond his human understanding. Best-selling author Filippo Voltaggio, who currently hosts the highly regarded Life Changes show, is an internationally known singer, speaker, and life coach. 
Filippo offers up his own story, how one little surprise package in fur and four legs transformed his life unexpectedly forever and furthered his path of self-discovery. In The Little Dog That Could, Filippo brings to life the meaning of the adage, when the student is ready, the teacher appears. Through the reading of this book, you will experience the journey of real miracles that transcend time, space, and logic while gaining practical tools that will help you navigate your way. The Little Dog That Could is available through Amazon and Barnes & Noble. For more information, visit thelittledogthatcould.com. That's thelittledogthatcould.com. You are listening to the Life Changes Show, live from Vortex Dome LA, with your host, Filippo Volcaggio. You can visit us online at lifechangesshow.com, via Twitter Life Changes Show and Facebook at the Life Changes Show. We are back. We have titled our episode of this show for those who might be just joining us Axe Kicking Your Way to Mental Health because our guest is Taekwondo second degree black belt health professional and author Melanie Gibson. And I just realized we might have to explain that uh that part of the title axe kicking of course it's kind of a play on words and fun but axe kicking is is a way to kick in taekwondo right uh melanie yes that's right okay and actually it's a kind of a brutal kick that no one wants to be on the other side of right yeah it can be it can be pretty tough so if, if you haven't seen it before it's kind of a straight up and down kick that uh, you, you don't want uh, to be on your face or on your collarbone. It can be pretty rough. Mm. And, and you know, it's interesting, uh, as we're coming to a close here together, you've talked on, on so many uh, topics around this, and uh, it's interesting that a lot of it is, is, is part of suffering. A lot of it is, is hard to deal with. And you said something very interesting when we were having a conversation earlier about how suffering is a part of life. But then you went on to say some things that that I hadn't thought of in that way before. Could you share with the audience, please? Yeah. So suffering is a is a normal part of life. It happens. It's part of our human experience. And and it kind of goes back to what I said earlier is that we don't need to judge ourselves so harshly, harshly for our emotions. So when we are suffering with something, we don't want to punish ourselves further and say, well, well, I'm a terrible person for having this anxiety or having this depression, but just having that self-compassion to recognize that, yeah, I'm suffering and yeah, there's, there's a problem and, and I need to get some help for it. And so that's a way that we can move through our suffering is, is, finding other people to help us or finding something in ourselves, uh, some self-reliance and uh, maybe something to focus on like a hobby or a new interest to overcome our suffering and go through it. Sometimes we can't go around our suffering. Sometimes we have to find a way to get through it. Mm. Mm. You know, uh, Melanie, I just have to say, I I told you this when I first chatted with you earlier today and, and I, kind of said at the beginning of the show, I'm really glad that it's coming from you in this way. Like you said, there are plenty of books out there that are written a certain way, and they're very helpful for those who need to read them this way. Yours is is funny and frank, as as they say. Um, And and 
I, I feel a, 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 a sense of it's going to be okay. Um, and I know what I'm doing and I'm, I'm, uh, and I'm here. Like you're here, you're doing this, you did it and you're doing it. Oh, that's a great way to put it. And I haven't thought about that before, but when I flashed through my mind, the journey I went on, I think that's what it is, is that you start to realize as you go on, whatever this journey is to get through your suffering is that things aren't going to be okay. And like you said, I'm here. So you start to learn how to show up in life a little more brightly is that you're not hiding in your suffering anymore. And whether it's through therapy or whether it's uh, uh, through talking to your friends or some kind of hobby or something, a way to to heal your mental health is that is that you learn and you grow and you change. And it is really nice to have that reassurance that, that things are going to work out. Um, the, the, the bad times will end, everything passes, and we'll get to, to a place where things are, are okay, like you said. And years from now, uh, this conversation would not have been possible, certainly not on the air with the person you don't even know. No, I think that <laughs> maybe that's one thing the pandemic has given us is the, the magic of technology to talk to each other. <laughs> indeed, indeed, because uh, I know you're still in Texas, right? Or you're I Texas. am. Yeah, I'm in Texas. And we're in California. So we've been doing our show uh, in studio. All our guests and musical guests have been in studio. So because of this stay at home time, we've been doing it online. And so we had the pleasure of being able to connect with you online. And who knows, maybe we'll get the pleasure of having you with us in person someday. Yeah, maybe that'd be great. But in the meantime, I really enjoyed my time on your show. You know, we enjoyed having you on the show and sharing like you've shared. So Thank you so much for being with us. And I want to give a shout out to Kim Weiss, who who suggested we should have uh, Melanie on the show. So, Melanie, you have lots of fans out there. There you go. See, so uh, thank you, Melanie Gibson. And again, uh, the book is um, Kicking and Screaming, a memoir of uh, my notes are gone. Help me. <laughs> And then part of madness and martial arts. <laughs> we did it. <laughs> you did it. You did it. And and so thank you for doing it here with us, Melanie. Thank you so much. What a pleasure. Wow. And with that, we have our Ask Dorothy question. Dear Dorothy, this is Sarah. And you know that my best friend is my wonderful cat, Iggy. Iggy is very sick now and has a tumor in his pancreas and the vets don't want to operate. As you and the animal whisperers suggested, we are now back home on my land because he has always loved it here. Iggy is eating more and appears to be happier than he has been in a long time. Do you think I can heal him by staying here even though I hate living here and dislike the mean neighbors? In the past, you helped me with my other cat, and I am looking for a miracle here. Please help. Dear Sarah, as I've said before, our animals are our mirrors. You've been desperately unhappy for a long time now, and Iggy's illness is a reflection of your moods, your ongoing drama and trauma, and your overall behavior. According to many books on emotional causes of disease, pancreas issues are all about anger, frustration, and rejection because life has lost its sweetness. 
Since you've been complaining about your life for years and have told me that there is no sweetness left, I believe Iggy has been picking up on your issues and taking them on. Filippo Voltaggio wrote an amazing book on animals and healing. It is titled, The Little Dog That Could, and I suggest that you read it. Filippo explains and beautifully demonstrates that our animals hear us and react or relate to us depending on what we choose. Filippo chose to relate. You choose reaction, which includes anger and frustration, etc. And these are the emotional causes of cancer. Since you sincerely want to help Iggy, you must become willing to release your overwhelming dislike of living on your land and your hatred of your neighbors. It is way past time for you to find peace and create a life for you and your beloved cat filled with joy and sweetness. Iggy has been taking on your stress for a long time now, so you must do your absolute best to calm down and change you if you truly desire to heal Iggy. The miracle you're looking for is love. And as Filippo proves in his experience, love is the most powerful force in the universe. I trust you will take the necessary steps to heal your amazing Iggy, which will also heal you and assist you in creating a happier and more joyful life for you and your cat. Thank you, Dorothy. And if you have a question for Dorothy, please write her at AskDorothy at LifeChangesShow.com. Indeed, and a big thank you once again to uh, Melanie Gibson. And Kicking and Screaming is available where books are sold and iTunes and Amazon and all those good places. Uh, and the littleblackbelt.com, or rather littleblackbelt.com, is uh, Melanie's website and where her blog is. So we'll be right back with our musical guests. Forged on the Life Changes Show at Home Edition right after this. There are self-help seminars costing thousands of dollars guaranteeing miraculous transformations. There are compelling speakers and life-changing weekend experiences where you can walk on fire. They all deliver revelations that guarantee you'll come back for the more expensive revelations filled with even greater wonder next month on Fiji. We get addicted to positive, heartfelt, expensive theater. What we really need is a jumpstart, an awakening, someone who can give us a reminder that everything we need lies within. Through inspiration and practical knowledge, Dorothy Donahue helps people get grounded and motivated, inspired and energized. It's not just words and affirmations and the power of intention. It's a mindset brought about by a tangible, transcendental experience, an audiovisual, physical, spiritual experience that helps us realize we transform ourselves. We get tools to become the conscious co-creators of lives of unlimited potential. Find out more. Go to DorothyDonahue.com. Life Changes Show is a premier radio show presented by the Life Changes Network, which is a company whose team has dedicated their lives not only to positive change, but to helping others observe and embrace, honor, and even celebrate their own changes, thus enabling a more positive, inspired life and helping to create a more positive and inspired world. From everyday people, celebrities, corporate giants, and children, we are here to help and to serve. 
With heart, integrity, and experience, we bring our message and positive intent into your lives through the Life Changes Show, LifeChangesNetwork.com, and through guest appearances on other inspiring shows and events. If you wish to learn more about Life Changes Life Coaching, a private consultation with one of us, corporate or live event appearances, or if you would like us to appear on your radio or TV shows, please email us at info at lifechangesnetwork.com. We are back, and I am excited in our musical segment. We are featuring the music of Forged. And Forged is a band, and we get the duo of Jessica Texera and Shauna. Uh, hold on, I can say it. Mahonen. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, on, on our show tonight, they are uh, a, a musical duo, they are a country duo, they are singer songwriters, and they are childhood friends, and just a delight. Welcome, Jessica and Shauna, to the Life Changes Show. Oh, thank you so much. We are so excited, even though it's late here where we are. <laughs> yes, we are. We're still keeping the energy up. <laughs> oh, gosh. It's it's late there. You're, are, where are you? <laughs> uh, we're in New Hampshire. We're on oh, okay. the East Coast. All right. Well, um, you both have full lives. You have full families. You have full careers. Uh, I, I don't know how you do it. And now you're up late being on a radio show. So more power to you both. We Thanks. love it. <laughs> well, uh, we want to thank uh, Jeff Kranz for sharing us with you saying you have to have this duo on your show. And he was absolutely right. We have gotten to learn uh, so much about you, both uh, Dorothy and myself individually. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm sure Mark is going to want to want to get to know more. The two of you are uh, have have so much life behind you. And can we talk about your families a little bit or is that? For, sure. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty much all we ever talk about. <laughs> OK, so why don't I let you two share as much as you want to share about your families? All right. So um, I am Shauna and I have six kids and and I'm Jess and I have four kids. I'm not planning on catching up to Shauna. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, our kids keep us busy with different activities and things that they're involved in. Uh, I have kids that ride horses, kids that do cheer. Um, Wow. Nannying, a bunch of different things. Just try to keep up with all of it. <laughs> I think between the two of us, um, the, the ages where our kids span, you know, like toddlers to like 20. And it's just everything in between, like teenage years, you know, the preteen years, all of that. And just kind of moving through each each phase is so beautiful and such a blessing and at the same time, it can be such a challenge, but just because it's hard sometimes, it doesn't mean it's bad. So, mm, oh, beautifully said. And it's interesting because I, I said something about, you know, more music or something. And uh, one of you said, yeah, well, we have lots of music. We just haven't had a chance to write it down or to, to work on it. And then then this story ensues. And I thought, oh, we got to share this with the audience because, uh <laughs> There's a lot to be said here. And you have careers. Interestingly enough, Jessica, what's your career? 
Um, <laughs> how convenient after your last discussion. Um, right. Uh, <laughs> I'm a licensed clinical mental health counselor. <sighs> wow. Okay. And and interestingly, there's a connection too, Shauna. You had something connected. Oh, I, yeah, it, the interesting thing is that I used to take a, I wasn't doing Taekwondo, but I did, I did have a lot of fun with some kickboxing classes. <laughs> and and your husband is a... My husband was taking some MMA classes at the same gym. So that's what <laughs> inspired me to try the kickboxing, which I absolutely loved. It was a great stress reliever. And so I, I could relate to a lot of what um, Melanie was sharing with us earlier. Right. And today being a national, uh, this month being National Mental Health. Health Awareness Month and also National Physical Fitness and Sports Month. How perfect! <laughs> like yeah. I planned it. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, it's interesting. Uh, I don't think you all were going to expect to talk about this, but I wrote down something you all said. Uh, actually, I don't know which one of you said it. I, I want to. I don't know who said it, but somebody said, "That's funny, Filippo. My dad always says, because I said something, and you said that my dad always says that. He says." You two, you and Shauna. Oh, it was Jessica. Dad yes. always oh, says, yes. you and Shauna are such happy people, but you write <laughs> such sad songs. <laughs> Let's talk about that a bit. True. <laughs> yeah, I, I just love how, like, the depth that you can get in a song, especially in country where there can be that storytelling piece. Um we like to kind of refer to ourselves as dark sometimes as a joke because sometimes the way we'll get in a song we're like wow how did we get <laughs> we're in too deep here this is really dark but there's it, it's a some kind of stress reliever still mm. or just a way to it, i mean it's just art you know so you can just feel things even if you are in a, in a happy place mm. you know actually it's interesting because i I'm, I'm relating that in my mind to something melanie said about you know how a, a taekwondo master is is the last person that's going to pick a fight in a bar right but they have fun fighting with each other right and play fighting and using it in that way at least that was my understanding and so similarly you 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 seem to have happy lives and and share happiness amongst each other you're giggling a lot i mean we giggled for you know the whole time we were talking before um <laughs> And there's still giggling going on. And you talk for each other, by the way. They talk for each other. It's so funny. <laughs> we have um, a little joke that we, um, like, share a brain sometimes because <laughs> we seem to know what the other's thinking. But that's really <laughs> beneficial, like, when we're singing and writing that we're on the same page 99% of the time. <laughs> so true. So uh, I love that. Where I was, so where I was going with that is that that you know that there is there is suffering in the world. There is you know that's not like you know, and even like if a child is sick and you have to you know be by their bedside or whatever, it it might be it, you know maybe you get any other stuff out in songs. So if it's working for you, and there are plenty of people who need to hear a sad song every once in a while, so. Uh, let's jump right in. If I got it correctly, we're going to start with, I can't change you, right? Correct. Well, this is interesting also because we didn't get a chance to chat about it, but Melanie, part of her book is, uh, relationships gone wrong and how she didn't know how to handle that. And I think here's a song that, that deals with that. Uh, it's like you planned it. Right. Right. And, um, so speaking of something else that was planned, 
you both planned what for tonight as far as singing? Like, how were you going to do the music? You were going to have a... Right. Yeah, we have um, our friend. He was going to play the keys for us and everything, but something came up for him. Um, so we are just going to go for it, a cappella. And... Yeah, and what did I have to say about that? What was that? What did I have to say about that? You were very supportive of that. I <laughs> <laughs> and I think the audience is going to be too. And they're going to agree to say, wow, we like that so much that when you do your live shows that you're going to have to do an acapella breakdown or a song or something. So let, just, just hear what you hear when we get to hear together, uh, Jessica and Shauna singing their song. I can't change you live on the Life Changes Show at Home Edition a cappella. I can't change you, but I want to. I can't make you care, but I need to. You will do the things you want and I want to. But I can't change you. You only think about yourself. You don't care about anybody else. You don't care who you hurt. Or you do it on purpose. What's worse? You only make me suffer. Like a fish out of the water Who do you think you are? You keep leaving me with scars This tortured place I'm in now Gotta get me out somehow I'm all done with all this pain Gotta find some way to live again You only made me suffer Like a fish out of the water Now I know just who you are And where these fading scars Cause I can't change you But But I can't change you. If I could change you, you'd see the real me, understand my value. I'm not your property. I won't be used. I'm gonna fly free. I won't be used. I'm gonna fly free. change you you see the real me understand my value i'm not your property i won't be used i'm gonna fly free i won't be used i'm gonna fly free 
You know, there's one thing we haven't talked about yet is Forged, the name. The right. name, right. <laughs> it's not what you think it is. It's not like a, a fake or a copy of. This is like forged, like we're forged together because we're strong. That's actually what I thought. <laughs> That's what I thought. Um, like, uh, so yes, good on you. And people can find you at Forged music.com you're on spotify and itunes and facebook and instagram and instagram is forged music right it is yeah it's one word um forged music on there okay and uh and then their music is available everywhere else and as they make time which they are uh i don't know how but then they'll uh be making more music and as a matter of fact speaking of more music uh we, we have uh, a, a fun little moment where the two of you couldn't decide of which of the, which two songs to do. You're like, we have these three songs. And I said, oh, let me help. And then you did the three songs and I said, oh, can't help you. So, <laughs> so we said, you know what, let's see if we can fit them all in so we're gonna we're gonna keep going if we end up being off the air if we pass the hour uh which we will for sure thank you to doug and don at bbs radio for letting us uh continue so that in the archives people get to hear the rest but uh i i want people to hear why country music what do you feel about country music oh we love so much about country music um we love the storytelling the most, I think, is our favorite part. Mm -hmm. um, and especially like when you listen back to like Dolly Parton and some of the old ones and Johnny Cash, like just the storytelling is so amazing. And we just we love writing in that way. Mm. Mm. Well, actually, yes, you have some stories to tell. So I, I, I don't know if this is a continuation of the story. So the first song is I Can't Change You. And the second song is Life Starts With Losing You. So I don't know if it's the same person we're talking about or what, but... Uh, it could be. <laughs> it could be, okay. So I know we're going to enjoy the song. So here is Forged, uh, Jessica and Shauna singing live a cappella online with us here on the Life Changes show. Their song, Life Starts With Losing You. Don't lie to me and tell me where you've been. You've come in late one too many times. Won't bother to ask you who you were with. You're twisting the truth around on me. I've been sitting here all night planning my next move no longer upon in this dark game you're playing i am worth it i deserve it not sure what it is but it's time to find 
wipe away all those tears you've managed to fake. Won't be fooled or guilted this time. Where to go, I'm sure you'll find a place. Right now I need more than just space. I've been wasting a lifetime thinking I did something wrong. Took a while to see the truth through all the pain and lies. I am worth it. I deserve it. Not sure what it is, but it's time to find out. Uncertain what I'm gonna do, but I know life starts with losing you. I am worth it. I deserve it. Feel better already. Oppression is heavy. Controlling but not anymore. How could someone I thought I adored be so cruel? Don't matter. Time to get rid of I'm just thinking, what what a lucky person to have somebody <laughs> sing that to them on their way out. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> and the person has an opportunity to say, "Oh, I got some, you know, I could I could do some changing over here," because um, that was a lovely thing for that person to do. Good on you, ForgedMusic.com. F O R G-E-D music.com or Instagram, all one word, Forged Music. Of course, Facebook, iTunes, and Spotify. We have all their links on the Life Changes Show uh, .com page that we've uh, created for them, including a fun, some fun little story there. Uh, but follow them, enjoy them, and gosh, if you're if you're not all going to come out to to California anytime soon, we might just have to come out to New Hampshire and see you live. Uh, oh, we just would love that. <laughs> your breath of fresh air, truly, and uh, and Thanks. your band has grown from the the two of your voices to uh, a a bigger band that includes uh, tell us what and and the fact that you're going to be starting live like soon, right? Yes, um... that's exciting. Yeah, things are opening up a bit up here and people are getting their vaccines. So it's feeling like um, we can jump right back into to music, which we've missed. And um, we can't wait to see all our bandmates again. Um, we have Mike uh, Pistone, uh, Pistone, sorry. It's uh, late. It's late. <laughs> I know his name. Mike Pistone, he, um, he does a lot. He's our bass player, um, guitar player. He plays a lot of other things, um, saxophone, keys, whatever. He does the sound engineering. He does a lot of our recording. And then, of course, he writes with us. We have our drummer, um, Matt Jondro, 
um, who were also missing terribly. And he is an excellent writer. He is so creative. And then um, our other bass player is Rob Murphy, who um, is just so much fun. And we just say, like, he's the dance leader because he's, he dances <laughs> he all, all the moves. Yes, all the moves. He dances all over stage. Well, who plays the banjo? Uh, yeah, so we have um, some people that sometimes we have to hire out to get the banjos into our recordings. So we need a full-time banjo player. So if you know anybody in New Hampshire, <laughs> let us know. I'm, I'm just saying because I know that's that's a part of your sound. So I thought, wait a minute, I'm missing the banjo. Where'd it go? Yeah, so. you're, you're very intuitive. Yes, we, we need a full-time banjo. Okay, a call out for a banjo player full-time. For Forged, you, you're, you're going to want to do this uh, if you're a banjo player. Uh, you know what? We uh, we knew we wanted to do this with you all, and we're so glad that we did. And uh, here's another thing that we wanted to do is to leave you with one last song uh, by Forged. Here's uh, Jessica Texera um, and uh, Shauna Mahonen performing uh, one more song for us, acapella live on the Life Changes show, I'm going to break your heart. Kisses on my forehead, champagne and roses, open my car door, you're too good for me. I don't return your phone calls, try to make you jealous it's crazy but it's me i wish you wouldn't hang on every word that i say i'm reckless i wish you'd stop falling in love with me I'm gonna break your heart. It's only a matter of time. I'm gonna break your heart. It's a little problem of mine. Get out while you still can. Go be someone else's man. Call me beautiful, holding my hand. You scare me, stop wasting your time. The yelling, the fighting, can't help it if you don't need this mess. I wish you wouldn't hang on every word that I I wish you'd stop falling in love with me. I'm reckless. I'm gonna break your heart. It's only a matter of time. I'm gonna break your heart. It's a little problem. Get out while you still can Go be someone else's man In your 
I'll do it a thousand more times. You're perfect, I'm careless. Go find someone that you deserve. I'm gonna break your heart. It's only a matter of time. I'm gonna break your heart. It's a little problem of mine. Get out while you still can. Go be someone else's man. Forged. ForgedMusic.com. Find them on Spotify and iTunes and Facebook and on Instagram at Forged Music, all one word. And I like how you two talked about this song that you say that this is a, a person who recognizes herself as toxic but doesn't know how to manage it. Well, I hope she has listened to tonight's show because if she wants help, I think there was so much help here for her if that's what she wants if she's ready for it and thank you for being part of that both of you jessica and shauna thank you so much for having us on here tonight we're so honored and this was so fun and you're so wonderful and we enjoyed every minute of it yes we did <laughs> see she speaks for me all the time I do. <laughs> <laughs> okay well looking forward to more forged music uh, sometime in the near future. In the meantime, a big thank you to both uh, Jessica and Shauna and a big thank you again to Melanie Gibson and on B and a big thank you to Doug and Don at BBS Radio for letting us uh, keep the show going and uh, over, over time for uh, allowing uh, forged music. And with that, on behalf of our executive producer, Dorothy Lee Donahue, and our producer and co-host, Mark Leisure, I am your host, Filippo Voltaggio, reminding you that as life changes, like our Shirley did tonight, we're here for you. Ciao, everyone. You have been listening to The Life Changes Show on the BBS Radio Network. Listen live every Monday night at 7 p.m. Pacific Time and visit us online at lifechangesnetwork.com, on Facebook at The Life Changes Show, and on Twitter at Life Changes Show. Join us again next week as we consciously explore and embrace the only constant, Life Changes. The Life Changes Network is an entertainment network. The views and opinions expressed are those of the guests and participants and do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of Life Changes.